I've lived in northern Monmouth County in New Jersey my entire life. I've been a fiction writer, actor, playwright, blogger, gourmet chef, home renovator, event planner, landscape architect, and decorator. I'm married to a professional drummer who is also an award-winning photographer, so the arts have always been really important to me. There are so many people in this part of New Jersey that are involved in the arts, and I am planning to talk to all of them. Well, maybe not all of them, but a lot of them. And I'm inviting you to listen in. I'm Lucille Sapio, talking arts and culture, and this is Hazlitt Coffee Talk. Today I'm talking to Lynn McKittrick, a chef who grew up in Union Beach and started in the restaurant business when she was in high school. Now, I think a chef qualifies as an artist, and that is why I'm interviewing her today. Lynn and her partner, Linda Walton, own Whistling Onion Catering. Lynn grew up in Union Beach, and she has worked in the restaurant business since she was in Keyport High School. In 1991, she and her partner opened up the Riverfront Cafe in Seabright, which they lost when Hurricane Sandy came barreling through Monmouth County. So today, I'm going to find out a little bit about what makes Lynn tick. Hello, welcome to... Hazlitt Coffee Talk. Thank you for having me, Lucille. I'm very happy to be here. Lynn, I know you got started in the restaurant business when your dad opened a restaurant. Although I know your first food job was at the Kingsburg Boardwalk. How different were those two jobs? Like night and day. The first one was the year of the big ships in 1976, the bicentennial. I got my first snippet into cooking professionally or helping out professionally. It was very different from the restaurant business. But I also grew up with a grandmother that I cooked with, so I would say my cooking skills went back to a very young child, five or six years old maybe. So you had the Riverfront Cafe in Seabright and then And then when Hurricane Sandy came in 2012, the storm took the whole business away. So your catering business, how did you come up with the name Whistling Onion? I opened it with the business partner, Linda Walton, and after the first year, we had an argument, and I threw an onion at her, and she said she could hear it whistling past her ear. And she told the story to a group of people, and the one guy said, if you ever start another business, you have to name it the Whistling Onion. Being a restaurateur is a little different from being a caterer. It is night and day. How do do they differ? First of all, in a restaurant, you're in a semi-controlled environment. You know, if you need a spatula, it's there. You're working off a menu that basically stays the same almost every day, but specials. When I entered into the catering business, it was like going to the wild, wild west. In a given year, I don't even know if we ever do the same menu twice. It's all customized. And when we go to people's homes, we have to bring everything we need. It's always a different environment. There's different kitchens, setups. It is completely different. One day we're cooking Indian food. The next day I could be making French toast. So it's a lot of social skills. It's, it's of course, cooking skills. It's a lot of kind of going with the flow because anything could happen. You get in there and an oven doesn't work. Do you you have a preference between running a restaurant and being a caterer? Oh, I'd be a caterer any day now. Physically, it's much more demanding because you have to move your equipment, your everything to where you're going. But I love the fact that 
every day I'm doing something different. Right. This is where the creativity comes in. This is where the art of cooking really comes in because you're not just working off of a menu. You're no. creating a menu yes. in a lot of cases. Yes. But I'm guessing, and, I, and I've heard that a lot of times, and I know just from my own experience, people want a theme. A lot of people do when you sit with clients is I try to listen to them and listen to what they want. And then I like to also try to create something that they'll never have anywhere else. So yeah. if they're having a wedding, I want to create something they haven't had at five other weddings. Right, a unique experience. Yes. And that's part of the art of it. Anybody can cook. Maybe they're not good cooks, but anybody can cook. But there's, there's a difference between cooking and creating a meal. Creating a meal that's cohesive, that works good with the seasons. I usually, I like to use local fresh things you want to use stuff that's in season the way people eat has changed a lot tastes. of the, the old foods have actually come back again so right. what was old is new again I, I see a lot of things that people are eating now that were popular in the 70s the early 80s i've seen the revolution of food go through many many changes speaking of which do you use cookbooks sometimes sometimes i do I always try to put my own spin on it, but I may look up 10, 12 different recipes for the same item, and I may pick bits and elements out of it to make it my way. Sometimes if I'm doing something for someone, it may take me weeks in my head to come up with exactly how I want to do it, and then making it compatible that it has to go to a location how it will hold up in whatever kind of heat source. Right. There's so many things to think about. You know, it's it's kind of an adventure. You know, we've done many, work with many clients from all over the world, dealing with foods at their parties that come from their native countries. Yeah. That's a test. We had a client that the groom was from Cuba. So he sent me his mom's recipes. Oh, cool. And I made part of the meal was her, some of her recipes. And that's, did you he, know, Did he think it, did he? She loved it. Oh, she, great. She, and, and I thought, <laughs> oh my God, this is the greatest <laughs> test is to cook, you know, somebody's mother's recipes that yeah. have been passed. And get, and get her accolades. Her feed, yeah, yeah. Written on little pieces of paper and then... He tried to translate it. We did Argentinian, and we've done all different, different. It changes constantly. What was the most uh, challenging one? We did the Centennial for Rumson. It was oh. 850 people, mm. and it was in a tent, a, a makeshift kitchen in another part of the tent. It was challenging, 850 people, and yeah. pull it off and have a dinner. Yeah. My, My nephew, nephew is a chef on a private yacht. And he loves creating original menus using locally sourced food. And he really loves that about his job. What is your favorite thing about being a chef? I think it's the teamwork. I think it's over the years I've gotten to work with some fabulous people. And, and I like that I've taken a lot of young people over the years and taught them. It's, mm -hmm. it's, to me, it's a gift to yeah. give somebody what you have. You can't keep it if you don't give it away. And to yeah. see people that I've taken in and then go off and be very successful. Because, you know, you watch shows on TV and they're showing a chef on a, on a screen, but it's the people behind you. Yeah. It's the team. It's, it's not a solo act. I love to go into a refrigerator, pick what's ever in mm. there and, and create something. I love yeah. to just come up with something in my yeah. mind and I just like to execute it. What was your biggest cooking failure? Oh, I have so many. <laughs> 
one of them that stands out. I was working in the Molly Pitcher Hotel, and the chef asked me to do something with this loin of pork, which I misunderstood, and at the time was too young and inexperienced to ask him to explain it to me. Mm. So I did it not 100% properly. But the worst part of it is at the end of the night, I left it in the oven all night. It took me a month of pay to pay for this that huge loin, loin with the. It was oh. so you live and learn at a mistake. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was an expensive lesson. But some of the very best things have come out of some terrible. You know, you just make. You yeah. make. You live and learn. If somebody tells you I don't screw up, they're not telling you the truth. Yeah. I love the fact that. I, I am still, I will always be learning. There yeah. is not a day that goes by that I don't, I mean, I'm always reading something about cooking. I love Cooks Illustrated and Cooks Country. Oh, those are my I love Cooks two, Illustrated. Those are, I always say that's like... Um, cooking porn. It is. Right? I, I, I'm, I'm still, all these years, I'm still excited. Well, what's your favorite food to eat? It depends what day it is. <laughs> I love Asian food. I like, it depends. I like comfort food. Yeah. You know, it always brings you back to the things that, like, my grandmother would cook, like pot roast and stew. And mm. But it depends what kind of mood I'm in. You know, when you're around food all the time, you don't really think about eating. You get home, you eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah. So are there are there any local restaurants that you think that the chefs are outstanding? Oh, there's lots of them. In Red Bank, Via 45 is owned by two women chefs, Claudette and Lauren, and what comes in the back door is what's on the menu that night. Huh. And uh, they are fabulous. I love going to the Sitting Duck because it's, it's just regular good food. So I think there are some very talented people, uh, chefs, uh, pastry chefs. I mean, a friend of mine, Stuart, works for David Burke in some of his restaurants. He's a fabulous pastry chef. I mean, there's, it's a very difficult life. So you bring up, you bring up baking. So as a caterer, obviously you're cooking and you're baking. And baking. Which do you prefer? Oh, cooking. Yeah. My business partner, she likes to bake. We've just started a new project because a lot of our customers aren't catering really so we are working with the company called the two rivers dairy but she's taking on a couple of her products we make a homemade quiche which has homemade crust with sun-dried tomatoes and i just made a whole bunch of sun-dried tomatoes yesterday throw my tomatoes sun-dry them oven dry them no i have a dehydrator yes. yeah that's great and the intensity of flavor that oh, comes I know. from oh my there's 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 no comparison and and there's no comparison tomatoes that are grown here or tomatoes that you buy in the grocery store we won't even buy tomatoes because they taste like cardboard oh definitely when you have a real vine ripened tomato you can't get better than that yeah when we were kids we always had in the summer a bushel basket inside the basement door full of plum tomatoes and that's what we ate for snacks i think times are are coming gonna come back more to that to being more local, for us not reaching around the world for things that we could have from our own yeah. communities. Yeah. If somebody said to you, 
I'm thinking about becoming a chef, what would your advice to them be? Well, I would say to them, before you think about going to any school, go work in a restaurant. That's the reality of what the business is. It's rewarding, very rewarding, but it's very hard physically, emotionally, mentally. The hours are very untraditional. It's hot. It's stressful. I'm, I'm really painting a picture of it, all right? <laughs> but it's you either have to, if you don't really love it, yeah. then do something else that you love. People will come in and say, Lynn, what do we do? We want to open up a restaurant. I said, first of all, don't. <laughs> and it's so hard. You better really love it. You better, and do not do it if you want to make money. And that, I think, for any art, that's the lesson. You don't do it for the money. You want to make the money, and you might, yeah. but you do it because you love it. Yeah, you do. And then you go, oh, I get paid to do yeah, this. Oh, and, I, and we, got, we just got a check from doing that? You do it because it comes from your soul, yeah. and you feel it in your heart. You don't do it because you're adding up numbers in your head. If people want to find your catering business, how can they find you? Uh, it's the Whistling Onion Catering. Uh, we have a website, whistlingoncatering.com. We're in Little Silver now. Well, thank you, Lynn. I really appreciate your time. Pleasure. <laughs> and um, I'm looking forward to tasting your food. Thank you, Lucille. I love the arts, and I love to talk, and that's why I'm talking to local artists. And if you like listening, then subscribe to my podcast. You can do it on this page, on iTunes, or anywhere you get podcasts. I'm Lucille Sapio, and this is Hazlitt Coffee Talk.